Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fearless. I have Jamie Davidson joining me today, and we are going to dig into mistakes we have made as Amazon sellers. Now, Jamie, you're a nine-figure seller. That means you have sold over $100 million on Amazon. I imagine with that big amount of success, there has been some pretty big bumps on your journey. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, entrepreneurship in in total is about solving problems and issues. And we had uh, too many to go through, but I'm excited to talk, uh, share a few that we've been through. Uh, Hopefully it'll be helpful to to our listeners and likewise hearing uh, a few things from you as well. Yes. Let's dig in. What is the number one mistake you can remember that has to do with money? Yeah, I'd say one of the big ones when we're doing online, I mean, Amazon, e-commerce, social media, it's like so powerful. Like I equate it to like driving a Ferrari, but if you give uh, the keys to a four-year-old in that Ferrari, (laughs) you can, uh, you can crash it quickly. And at times we did that to ourselves, Uh, specifically around in the, uh, our social media spend. So things like, uh, Facebook has been around of course for a while, but Facebook ads really blew up, you know, probably like 20, 2017, kind of that window was like the return before that Google ads back in the day, even though they're, they're still effective now, but there's point in times where these platforms are like super powerful and the returns are crazy. But, uh, for us specifically is we saw the opportunity with using Facebook ads especially as we were doing more of our coaching and other stuff, we were playing around with it more that we thought, you know, Hey, let's apply this for our econ business. And, uh, you know, frankly, what we did is we basically spent a money. Kind of the short answer is we, you know, we spent like close to like 15 grand in like a couple days on Facebook ads with uh, zero return whatsoever. Like, oh no, not a single sale, not uh, no return. We didn't capture email addresses, like nothing. Like we pretty much just flushed it down the toilet. Um, which, uh, which isn't like this cause we're, we're pretty responsible with our, with our money and how we drove the business. But, uh, you know, and again, our business was pretty big at that point. So it wasn't like, you know, it didn't put us out of business or something, but it's still 15,000 is 15,000. And the point around it was that, um, we didn't really understand what we were doing. Right. So it's just like, it's just like selling on Amazon. You think, Oh, I'm just going to put there and throw a product up and magically I'm going to be successful. It's like anything in life. It's not magic. There is a strategy behind it. There's more to it. And so Facebook ads, and I know you're really good with paid ads and, you know, and we learned over time that, okay, there's more to it. You've got to have, you know, a strategy with it. You have to test certain things. You got to have the right audience that you're targeting this stuff to. So again, that was one, it was just so, uh, it was just kind of naive of us, you know, given how our experience level in selling that we, uh, we did that and we said, let's not do that again. Yeah. And you have to learn those lessons. I learned a lot about paid ads, like Google ads, Facebook ads, all the outside traffic ads when I was working for marketing companies and we always capped the budget so that that (laughs) wouldn't happen. And I definitely made mistakes on the ads, but the budget was capped, which is such a simple little button that somebody just (laughs) had to push and you wouldn't have lost $15,000. But you know what? The best thing about messing up your own business is that it's your business and you can't fire yourself. You just have to learn from it and keep pushing forward. 
Yeah. I mean, with that, and, and this is definitely true across entrepreneurship is it teaches you to how to handle problems and mistakes you make. Cause we're constantly on a weekly basis where still, you know, you make mistakes and your ability to handle that and move forward and not have it derail you is important, but that, you know, you want to avoid those big ones. So I'm going to push it back to you, Joey, along those lines, you grew an Amazon business from zero to a million really fast to so seven figures in, uh, I think just over a year. And it's kind of well-documented when you've been spoken on some stages and some other things. You have a great story about that. But how about yourself in building that business so quickly? Uh, what would be uh, one of your big mistakes that uh, you made through that journey? Looking back, the pit in my stomach feeling like I'm being kicked is my inventory problems. I had continuous inventory problems. I mismanaged my inventory. I ran out of stock at times where the products were flying off the shelves and I should have been uh, reaping all the benefits and capitalizing on the organic traffic that I was getting to help my listing rank. But instead I was out of inventory and I was harming my listing and felt at the time like I was completely crashing down. So I, one of the big things I did was it was Father's Day. And to me, Father's Day was going to be my Super Bowl. It's like, I am going to optimize the beep. I don't want to swear on my own podcast. But <laughs> I was going to. Because your product is perfect for that, right? You have a, your product fit Father's Day. Yes. And in my mind, every single dad should have my product given to him on Father's Day. Like, and that was one of the things I thought when I launched in March. I knew June was coming and that was going to be my big time to really jumpstart and hit my uh, sales goal, which that for June, I wanted to hit 200,000 in sales that month. And I was inching very, very close to it. And when I say I optimized the listing, I did outside traffic, I did influencers, I optimized the listing from the beginning of it so that fathers, they would blow it out of the park. And I nailed the marketing what I mismanaged was the inventory. I didn't have the inventory to keep up with the demand that I created. So there I was like, I think seven days before Father's Day, like six or seven days before Father's Day, and I was completely out of inventory. Mm. Not only was I out of inventory, I was doing FBA and FBM, so fulfilled by Amazon as well as fulfilled by merchants. So I had both running where I could ship product out of the small little um, warehouse, just think of it as a garage, and then also have Amazon ship it. So I had 50 orders that I could not fulfill wow. for FBM. That is why when I think back to the trouble I got myself into, it it makes me sick. And I remember when I ran out of stock and realized the mistake I had made just how it made me feel like the whole, everything was just like crashing down on me. It was a terrible feeling. Obviously I rode the wave. I figured it out. Mm -hmm. I did uh, fulfill those 50 orders. I had to scrap things together. And hey, anybody listening, if you run out of inventory and you're doing FBM and FBA like I was, you can do partial ships and reach out to the customer. And that's what I had to do is like, sometimes you just ship some of the product or you get very, very creative. Actually, if you're stuck in this position, reach out to me. I will uniquely walk you through <laughs> your exact situation because unfortunately, that wasn't the only time I put myself in that position. I repeated it again almost at every single holiday, like Memorial Day, Labor Day, and guess what? I did it at 
Black Friday and I did it again at Christmas. So the biggest times. Yeah. Cause you always used to say back in the days like, Oh, running out of inventory is a good problem to have because it means your product is selling. And we said, actually, no, it's not a good problem to have because it's a, it's a bad problem because it costs you massive opportunity and, and Amazon doesn't like it. And you spend a lot of time instead of building your, instead you're rebuilding, you're relaunching your listing every time. As yeah. Well. You relaunch your listing and I missed out at least on a hundred thousand dollars of, uh, sales, if not revenue, because I was out of stock for, I would say all in all close to a month. I like that. Cause it makes me feel like my 15,000 I blew on Facebook ads wasn't, wasn't as bad. Yeah. You barely made any mistake, <laughs> Jamie. You're perfect. A <laughs> hundred thousand. No. So yeah, that's, that's a huge one. And we both talk about that a lot for people, right? Like inventory management, but it's uh, the name of the game. That's, that's huge. So let's kick it back to you since I just opened up and shared kind of a sensitive topic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, what is something that also gave you kind of that same feeling I had with the inventory, like a kick in the stomach, like, ooh, how could I have messed that up? Yeah, and another one, a painful lesson learned and the people want to make sure you avoid was around the trademark for one of our brands. Uh, this was in the fitness space and it was uh, actually the, the name of the brand was uh, Yogo at the time. We had a brand, it was going to be Yogo Fit. And we had named on Amazon, we named it Yogo. We're like, oh, that's a cool name, simple. Um, we we did a quick search. We didn't see anything out there on it. And uh, so we had we'd launched some products and they were doing really well. And we kept growing them and adding variations. And all of a sudden, uh, it was it was like you know exciting new category for us. And all of a sudden, the listing got shut down out of the blue. And we're like, what's going on? All the listings for that brand got shut down. And it was like, what's going on? Amazon just sent us a notice saying you're in violation. And there wasn't like uh, you know it called is guilty until proven innocent, right? Amazon didn't even come say, hey, what's your story? Do you have this? Basically, it was a there was a yoga a yoga studio that was had that own that brand yoga um, even though it was yoga fit we, we we wanted to update the brand name on amazon and they wouldn't allow us to change it to yoga fit because we already put yoga and amazon doesn't let you rebrand there are some like rare exceptions now but it was like you couldn't do it so we were stuck with this thing and there was like we couldn't fix it and uh so we got completely wiped out of the listings were shut down and it's not even like these guys weren't even selling on Amazon or anything. They just said, "Hey, that's our that's our brand name." And oh wow, we they weren't it. even on Amazon. So it was uh, it was a painful lesson to learn, but it was just it was also sloppiness on our part because there's no reason that's not completely avoidable. Um, but it was just you know it was a mistake early on that we just uh, didn't quite realize too how Amazon treated. And over time, Amazon over the years is becoming much more brand focused and serious around brand and authenticity of your brand. So, you know, the big thing is just make sure you're good there. I would say you don't need to have the coolest name out there. You just need to make sure that you have the right to that name because the name of the brand is really not that important. It's just that you want to make sure Amazon, you're in the, in the clear in the green with Amazon to, to take advantage of all the benefits with a proper brand name and trademark. That's good advice. Hard lesson for you to learn. Good advice for us sellers because there is that race on Amazon to get into the brand registry because it unlocks a lot more features for you as a brand and gives you a little bit of a leg up in the competition. A massive leg up, right? Yeah, so there's <laughs> this, you gotta be brand registered and there's almost uh, pressure to do it. And you just reminded us to do it properly and make <laughs> sure that it is your trademark. 
and you can actually get the trademark, which would be so terrible if you get the brand registry, right? Mm -hmm. And then nine months, 10 months later, when you actually get the official trademark, it's denied. And then what do you do with your brand? Yep. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it is one that, uh, you know, and you can get help with it too. There's, you know, it's not a lot of money to make sure that you're, you're in good shape there. So, because more and more Amazon, like brand analytics, Amazon live, Amazon post, yes. you go online. Inspire, it, right? Inspire, Inspire you need to be brand app. registered. Yeah. So there's a brand referral list. program. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's, a, there's about 50 things that come with it. Uh, enhanced brand content It's now called back to a plus content. content. Yeah. So all those things. Yeah. It's a, like you said, it's a major advantage. So. Um, so we've shared three mistakes, right? I, I shared two, shared my my uh, painful mistakes, and uh, two of them. You shared one. How about uh, do you have one more you can share? I got lots of mistakes. Come on, look <laughs> at me. Um, yeah, I'll close it out with um, one of my my mistakes. I neglected my other product. So I had my winning hero product, which most sellers mm-hmm. do. And that product had a couple of variations that were doing really well. And I put 100% into those. And I had at least uh, eight or nine different ASINs that I took the time, right, to build a listing, put them up. And I did the, the Amazon SIN, and I just let them sit there. <laughs> I didn't, I had the intention of marketing them, and I had marketing plans and everything. But I never gave them the time they needed to shine. And as we all know, the 30 to 60, however many days it is of the honeymoon period to prove mm-hmm. that this is a good product, I pretty much missed because I was messing around with the other products, worrying about the inventory. And it this was in 2021 when um, supply and demand was a little crazy. Containers were going crazy. So I, looking back at that brand, I do wish I had taken the time to market the other products and some of those products went along with my hero product. It would have mm. been really nice bundles mm. yeah. and could have upsold. And <laughs> now I'm talking about even more money I left on the table. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes, makes total sense. I mean, it, every product is like its own opportunity. It's, I always call it, it's like its own battle in terms of keyword rank. But, uh, and then you brought up a great point, especially I didn't realize that if they're related, it's basically the combination of your hero product and that product creates a whole nother, uh, way to differentiate yourself and, you know, really make yourself and to really kind of own that category in the space by, you know, having multiple kind of unique offers around, around that product. So, uh, so yeah, that's definitely, definitely one to avoid. Yes. Thank you for the advice. I'll avoid that next time. But it was hard because there was so much product research too. You know, I was digging into the product research tools and there was development and suppliers and I did so much work on all these other ASINs, but yet I, you know, only paid attention to the big sellers and looking back, it's like, well, what could that brand have turned into if I maybe wasn't so controlling and hired somebody to help me, Hmm. right? Like there's a lot of people who would have probably loved to have learned Amazon and let me teach them, which is one of the reasons I love being a coach now Mm -hmm. because I can help (laughs) others and build brands with people instead of just by myself, which I did used to look at when I was building on my own, I was controlling and like, no, this is how I'm going to do it. And I have to do this all myself. And that just proves that I wasn't able to do it all myself. I, I did need a little extra help. And yeah, now you can help people avoid the mistakes that either of us have made along, along our own journeys. 
Yes, I hope everybody listening, you will not overspend on Facebook ads, watch your trademarks, watch your inventory, and don't neglect your products. Love it. Well, Jamie, it has been awesome sharing these mistakes with you. I hope we can do this again. And that was this week's edition of 15 Minutes of Fearless. Until next time, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless.